0: hi ralph hey todd hey chris hey ralph what's up <laughs> who's this
1: guy
2: welcome to building up to it it's episode 159 who is this guy we'll get right into it this is todd todd tell us about yourself
0: uh i'm a dad i'm a husband and i also operate a bricklink store called Brixbird. um hi todd
1: <laughs> was this an aa meeting
0: i don't know i, was, you know? Right, I, I don't was know. to say
2: that at the same time as you ralph <laughs> hi, todd. hi
0: todd <laughs> i need uh i need i need questions otherwise i'm just gonna babble on you know
2: okay but, so yeah. you're also in pennsylvania correct
0: i am i'm actually not far from you Ooh. yeah i mean stone's throw almost we can know talk about talking.
2: that later how <laughs> do you feel yeah. with with so many gigantic stores in Pennsylvania, both uh, actually in Pennsylvania and not actually in
0: Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me feel warm. It makes me feel warm at night.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Pennsylvania is a strange animal for, um, for, for Lego centric things. Uh, I wonder after uh, California and Connecticut is, is Pennsylvania the the hottest bed for uh, Lego businesses could be.
0: Probably right.
1: I mean,
2: we're not going to put it to the test.
1: Yeah, it all fits together.
2: I guess
0: it's the uh, keystone. You know, this uh, is the this is the glue. This is the glue <laughs> to the puzzle out here.
2: That's a fellow person who knows what a keystone is.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, is it baby. Kenny
2: that always says, "What's that thing? That rock at the top? What's that rock at the top?" <laughs> Kenny, I feel like living in Pennsylvania. I should have some sort of keystone within arm's reach. Sure like, yeah. of one, but I don't. I keep looking around like I do. I don't.
0: You need one of those inspection. You know, like when you go to a place and it's like we do inspections here, Pennsylvania, with the Pennsylvania jam jam on it. You need yeah. one to like, represent yeah,
2: any of our highway markers.
0: Yeah. Anybody? Oh
2: yeah. Like and and when you go to other states, you realize that their their highway signs are all like shaped like their states. Not that the Keystone is the shape Pennsylvania. What the hell are we talking about? All right. So
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, you run a minute.
2: bricklink store. uh How is your bricklink store and what's it called and uh how f- part of a time job is it for you?
0: All right. So um I've been at it for like a little over two years, probably like two and a half years. It's called Bricks I even took out the URL on like GoDaddy or something like that. So you could go bricksbird.com and land right there, you know, getting real high tech out here.
1: All serious okay. stores have their own. Yeah, you um, know what I mean. You're not legitimate right. unless if you get right. the .com. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. I got it. <laughs> I <know. laughs> we're all legitimate. I'm, I'm just saying, Ralph.
2: I didn't know if you were quoting me because I'm pretty sure in a video at one point I said like, it, "You're not. You're not a real brickling store unless you get the URL or something." I'm pretty sure I said that at one point.
0: Got to make it easy for your
1: customers to find you.
0: It took me a month to figure out how to do a forward. To get it forwarded forward to the thing but i mean we did it you know we oh yeah it. i mean
2: ralph probably knows with the back of his hand but uh, i i do mine with a uh, register.com and yeah. it's really easy to do the the forwarding in fact i i have like no other bells and whistles i i got the url and the forwarding like i don't right. care about whatever else you're going to offer me just yeah. point it there well you and have it points to a WordPress, thing, right?
0: Don't you have What's like that? a blog and a subscription or something too? You had all sorts of stuff going
2: on. I've done a lot of things. It's yeah, all t-shirt? run off. <laughs> He's seen it's some all, shit. <laughs> it's all run off the WordPress. So yeah. the boarding goes to the WordPress and the WordPress is like a link tree almost. It has links to all the social media and all the places you can buy things for me and to BrickLink.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to graduate to something like that at some point. but uh, Oh, it's you know. not. It's not
1: exciting. The WordPress.
0: <laughs> you know i mean you're a legitimate blogger you put that on your resume you know and people will laugh I at could. you when they see it i don't know no, what it's... i would
2: need a resume for but i could you're a legitimate
0: <laughs> t-shirt slinger you know what i mean didn't because you had t-shirts didn't you i had shirts <clears throat> i got
2: still I on the shirt. floor here these prints, Lots oh, of different prints. Wow. done like 50 different designs
0: what what was what, what is that print that's a that strong illusion, man. Is That is the Paul Chu
2: classic Emtron. The Paul Chu classic. M-tron. Oh. Uh, classic. I like <laughs> it. Wow. Huh. And then I should have a couple of Space Police ones coming next from the, the same artist at all the, the, the Space Heads. And he's doing the Space Police 2 guys next. Did you cut that
1: out and Put that in a frame like that or no, they're they're
2: eight by eight and those are eight by eight frames. Oh, I see.
1: I thought
0: they were bigger and longer. You have a legitimate like fan base for for that segment of things. He has groupies.
2: I've done I've done a bunch of different so with Lego fans, all they want is just more Lego to build with. When you try to sell them the lifestyle, it doesn't always work. Like I've tried artwork and t shirts and mystery boxes and probably other things. Right. Stickers, all kinds of stuff. And in the end, they just want more Lego. Yeah. And anything that's not that is just something they spent money on where they would have rather spent it on more Lego. So it's right. it's hard to sell the Lego lifestyle to people, but I keep yeah. trying.
0: It is what it is. You know, you know, the good thing about that too, is obviously, you know, the, the idea that you get on all these socials is like XYZ person operates a bricklink store likes Lego. And that's all they like. Whereas, you know, with your venture, you know, with your ventures. I mean, look, people can see the timeline of your growth, like where you, when you started, when you started spitting out knowledge. I mean, believe it or not, I'm not, I'm sure people have told you this before, but you have birthed like thousands upon thousands of <laughs> break link sellers over the years. You know what I mean? There's How many have died? <laughs> How many There's have years, died because of me? Years and years of uh, people that have attributed them even getting, put on to you i mean i didn't i didn't really hear about you until later 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 on but i mean i can clearly see that there was an era where you were uh you know the pied piper so to speak
2: i i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing in retrospect i uh i recently made all my old videos private i i was gonna so last year, when uh, everyone thought the uh, the YouTube internet was going to explode and everyone was going to yeah. be fined thousands of dollars, you know, because none of that oh, happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember all that?
0: Yeah. Uh, I yeah. took
2: down. I didn't. I didn't make them private. I just deleted them because it didn't really mean anything to me. But I, I deleted all the videos, which wasn't that many of them. But the videos that could be construed as something that could break a break a law, which is basically yeah. the um like the haul videos, but those are so in the moment anyway, they don't really make any sense six to eight years later. No. So I deleted all those. And after I did that, I noticed that the, it's superficial, but the, the number of views that my YouTube channel has gotten in total went down by that many. So it's not oh, wow. the views you've earned. It's just a, a running total of all the views on all your current videos I thought that was kind of shitty that it dropped it down like that because, like, I did get those views. So, what if the videos right. aren't around anymore? Right. Whatever. That doesn't matter. So, wow. a couple weeks ago, I made everything but building up to it and my dumb soda videos. I made everything else private. Instead of deleting it, I just made it private. And it did the same thing, it took those views away too. So, now it looks like my channel's got like, Three thousand views.
0: <laughs> yeah, hard times. Whatever. You're struggling whatever.
1: I, I. Did you lose it, your partnership too?
2: No, I don't. No, I, 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 no they, a, anyone's monetized these days. It's yeah. um. No. That's a good question though, because I guess if you fell under those limitations, even though you had already gone over those limitations, they could say so you you can't make a uh, you can't make ten dollars a month or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Something stupid.
1: Yeah. I I yeah. Had this theory about um Lego uh YouTubers like like yourself and Big B and and uh now I'm I'm watching it with you know some some of the current uh YouTuber Lego YouTubers, Bricklink YouTubers. Um there's a cycle, right? Like there's there's like hey, I'm in this to like try to get customers and then you realize there are no customers that are watching your videos, so it's all brick- other brick lickers so you start you start like you know catering, catering to yeah. to them so you do the how to's and then you do like what what are you doing and then you run out of content and you basically fizzle out and you know you, you can't find anything else to do and and yeah, you do a video here and there, and like that seems to be the cycle, right? And I, I'm I'm at the end of that cycle. I've like I've fizzled out, right? I don't want to do the how tos. Everybody else has done the how tos, so I don't think I my mean, I've been I've no. been fizzling for four years. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I, that's where the soda pop um, videos came <laughs> from.
2: <laughs> it, I have been doing the soda for about four years too. That's hmm. <laughs> so the reason I privatized all those videos was because. As Todd said, I, I, and I don't, I don't want to say this about myself, but my series of kind of how-to videos about Bricklink starting in 2013, um, it led a lot of people to opening Bricklink stores. And I've never been upset about that. I've had plenty of people in business say to me like, well, why would you teach all of your competition? I've, I've never looked at it like that, Mm -hmm. but recently as I still get views on those old videos, I realized it's it's not fair to these new people because the information that I gave you, which, so would you would you watch uh, a how to video on a timely topic from seven years ago from somebody? It probably isn't all that accurate anymore. So I was making right. these videos in 2013, 2014, and names have changed, ownerships have changed, uh, the whole websites have changed. I don't really want to put out this information anymore that is uh, isn't accurate or could lead people down a, a dangerous path, and not right. the um, thinking you're going to get rich on BrickLink path, but the following the instructions of a then i don't know 23 year old who already knew what he was talking about then but is now years older and years bigger in business and if i made the same videos today they'd be completely different so i just i wanted to take away any inaccurate information so i just took the videos down and I kind of really, I want to hear from somebody who was right smack in the middle of watching, like, binging all of my dumb videos. Where where did they go? I woke up this morning and they were gone. I want to hear about that.
1: (laughs) I I mean, know, I started my, I I think I told you this, I I started my store before I found your your video series, but I found your video series very uh, enlightening and also confirming of, like, what I've figured out. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think like the first hundred videos of those ask clutch, that, that ask clutch series was really good. And then like, you know, it, you, you started losing track of what questions you at, you answered. And so you started, I, I
2: had no confirmation that any of the things I told you were accurate. I was just talking.
1: No, but I, I, asking I, I, was, I was answering. I was getting those, you know, I was either figuring it out or I was finding that information in other ways too. So like, I, I also just, you know, I found it motivating, you know, and sometimes I, when I was parting out, I would just like throw, throw those things on um, whether it was your channel or something else and, and just
0: watch it while I was parting out. So I don't know. I don't do that now, but um, yeah. I mean, I see it as like an era. Like, it's just like anything. When you go to any, <clears throat> you know, if you're interested in anything on YouTube and you end up finding, stumbling on something, you're like, wow, that guy's got some good stuff. And then you go through the history and you're like, you go through the library and when you start seeing the first videos are like choppy and shaky and just looking gnarly and you see where they are today. I mean, those, those things, it's like a thing of beauty, right? Because you're having, you're creating a library of your, like a timeline of your life. So, I mean, you were just saying it, right, Chris, where you're like, okay, they're not relevant. And it was in a time when you were a much different person and all of that. But in a sense, it's still for someone that's going to see this episode on this podcast, they're going to somehow some way possibly click to look at some of your older stuff. And I get it. There's a lot there, but that era, it's one of those things. I'm sure when you think about it, you're like, you know, I really did set, you know, a lot of things in place, you know, like you, you like the OG man. You know what I mean? It's really undeniable. It's one of those things that really nobody can take away from you and uh you know you should be proud of it
2: so. i guess i am i i feel yeah, like i should I... step away and let you guys be alone
0: no nah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's uh i mm. just giving credit i, I right. hear
2: i hear it a lot and i i never really want to believe it because uh, like I, I i've said in a lot of videos you can't call yourself an expert on something but somebody else can call you an expert on on that matter. Yeah. I I could never say that I innovated anything or or pioneered anything, but if people say that about me then I I guess it it's warranted, I don't know.
0: Well, you got but, the information out there. You got I mean, you got the infor- see one of the things is like to be knowledgeable and not be able to express that information in a, in a, in a clear, concise way to an audience is one thing, but being knowledgeable and then being uh, sort of like a mentor or, you know, whatever was going through your mind at that time, you know what I mean? Obviously it was probably exciting times. You had a lot of things on your mind. You had a lot of ambitions. Uh, a lot of those ambitions came to be true, but um, I'm sure one of the, ambitions at that time was to really grow a ginormous YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was it, definitely you
2: know. interested in, in YouTube at the time. And they say you should, you shouldn't even pursue YouTube unless you, you love doing just that. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about the money with YouTube, right. but I, I was definitely interested in making videos back then, but right. it, it it's like uh so i got the retail store and the online store and the online store makes more money so i'm not going to focus as much effort into the retail store sure right. you could argue that if i if i inverted those efforts i could maybe make the retail store more successful than the online store but i'm not interested in doing that just like with youtube if i put a lot of effort into it maybe it would make more money or i could continue putting effort into the thing that makes money the online right. store
0: yeah. There's only so much time in the day. Yeah, you
2: know. So we see uh we see a lot of uh Lego YouTubers and I don't I don't know that I watch any of them anymore. I if I looked at my watch later queue I don't think any of it's Lego. It's yeah. it's mainly podcasts of just of different right. topics like right. several different topics. But right. we see a lot of YouTubers and also on social media um you see a lot of bricklink sellers boasting their their additions to their store their renovations mm-hmm. their their uploads their their big projects their accomplishments and Fair of course fault. you you don't see anybody talking about how yeah i could have broke down a bunch of sets today but i sat on the couch instead you're not going to see that <laughs> <laughs> But you, you wind up feeling a certain way after seeing all these uh bricklink sellers, large and small, talking about how much work they've done and you almost feel like you have to compete with that, even though it's not it's not reality. Right. And I I've been struggling lately with how much effort do I want to put towards my business versus when is it time to quit and go home for the evening for the I'd say weekend, but I, I I'm at the store seven days a week. So there's no, hey, weekends. You, you
1: said yesterday in the chat that you were uploading yeah, until um, 1130 PM last night. That's crazy.
2: That, on Tuesday. Yeah. On Tuesday, I, I uploaded until 1130 at night. And so that's, that's why I didn't even, I didn't even try to set up a show for Tuesday night. That wasn't happening. <laughs> Wednesday, I actually stayed home. Uh, Vicky was off from school so for Veterans Day, so we, we just stayed home all day. I didn't go into work yesterday. Oh, nice. Didn't do any work. I've done that maybe six or seven times this year where I didn't go to the store at all, didn't do any work. Well, it could run itself for the most part.
1: And your employees uh, still, went, still went in?
2: Yeah, I had yeah. three people working yesterday.
1: Oh, see, see, your store is still moving forward where if I, like today, I didn't do any work, nothing happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I remember that. I've just recently gotten to the point where I could go a day without doing any work and like orders just come in. So, I mean, this is when I say recently, this was probably toward the end of 2019 to the beginning of 2020 but I, you know I said I'm not killing it by any means, you know like you know what I mean like all these all you know kind of to touch on what you were saying, Chris is with like this stuff on the social medias and even on YouTube, you know these guys with their massive halls and their' this and thats, and they've got these giant walls like this wall behind me, um. You were the predecessor to this kind of a thing. This is why I was saying, and you see this all over on these Bricklink channels where they have a bazillion they've got these monster walls. How it's did like, Stack
2: on no. go out of business? Like yeah, how, right? how did oh, I yeah, not yeah. make them
0: succeed? <laughs> well, I mean, I think they were too tied to Kmart. Something about Kmart or something, right?
2: That might be true. I no. think um, were, Kmart was the biggest buyer of Stack On products. Yeah, and probably, when they closed, so did Stack on.
0: Yeah. And then, so, I mean, you got the Acro Mills. I mean, I've seen it this year, just kind of poking around to look at some of the bins um, or some of these drawers. These drawers are fluctuating at such crazy prices where one day it'll be 27 bucks. And the next day it's 38 bucks because people are just buying them because they've got to be seeing it on the YouTube. And I'm not buying
1: it on Amazon anymore. I I found a different supplier for it. That's pretty steady at $30. And then like they offer 15, you know, 10, 15, 20% coupons yeah. all the time. So, like, I have I stocked up on, like, at least 20, 30
0: of those uh, Acro Mills. Uh, Chris, you, you should have been catching royalties on the on the bins, man. Because <laughs> when, yeah, when yeah. you say, Here's my when affiliate you say code. one drawer, one lot, I am not a one drawer, one lot guy. <laughs> I mean, you, you know. Someday. It, that was actually yeah. a question that I was going to ask you. It's like, when is that going to come? Because, you know, I'm, I think I'm mm. like 6,000 lots and it's moderately comfortable. Like, if I've got three things and I don't have drawer separators or anything, but if I have like three or four things, it's not going to be things that are of like parts, but I'll just dump the drawer on my table, get them all divvied up. The and then the
2: easy answer to that question is if you had employees.
0: Yeah. Because really,
2: I mean, no one's ever, and and you guys know this, no one's ever going to do it the same way you are. No one's ever going to put the same effort in as you are for your store. So once you start, if you start having employees, you have to make it as foolproof as possible because any employee could leave at any time. And there's there's turnover. There's uh, just apathy. Just... (laughs) Um. That's so it. one lot one drawer is is a, is essential if you're going to have people besides yourself working on it right um i could get down with the two lots one drawer if you had a separator in there and both lots were sufficiently different like not right. the same color and not the same part that's i mean that that halves the amount of space you need assuming yeah. that you can fit Lots of, of the the volume you have, uh, the quantity per lot is uh, low enough, or the small <laughs> enough parts. I, th- I think, I think operate-
1: space is also a, a big
0: consideration
1: as well, right? I still yeah.
0: operate these things. Yeah. like I'm ghetto, like I'm super ghetto. I like I still <laughs> operate, I still operate these things. If anybody, and you know, I've got location numbers on them. You know what I mean? I mean. It's just to remind me what it used to be when I when I first started, you know, I went, you know, parting out two of t- two twenty dollars set, and I thought I was changing the world. You know what I mean? I bought two of a set and started parting it out. I thought I was walking on the moon.
2: Oh, well, you gotta you gotta get a base level variety from somewhere. You could yeah. you could part out every set in a calendar year, the good ones and the bad ones, and probably do pretty well because of the the wild variety that you came up with. All right. of a sudden, they make right. a lot of different parts that are trapped in sets that no one's ever going to part out because they're not lucrative. They don't go on clearance. Um, they're like regional, regional locked, like to certain stores. Yeah. Um. So you guys not- are both operating your store part time. You both have. Careers outside of of this i yep. this is my one and only income, except for all the and I hate this term side hustles <laughs> but side hustle? good. I agree, I just hate the term I think it's um I think it's misused, just like the term rare <laughs> rare is misused
0: so much. So, side hustle. Give me an example of a side hustle of a today side hustle for, for selling,
1: selling Lego on the side of your <laughs> of your uh, career job. You know, this
0: could be considered a
1: side hustle. Well, I but- for
2: me today, I guess the side hustle is uh, making a weekly income to be a U.S. inductor of mail. The AKA the big taboo, apparently. <laughs> um, I, i make a weekly income for having a business address that, that stores in Europe send all their packages to every day.
0: Oh, I remember that conversation with Ralph <laughs> when I saw that episode and I'm very intrigued if we could talk about that one time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, also the other thing that made me actually contact you, um, just kind of out of the blue was when you had brought up your your address, and I swear it was like three days or something before you guys did that episode that I had a very large store buy from me, and it went to your address, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What, in the hillbilly? <laughs> like what?" <laughs> so then, so then I was like, "All right, there is some, there is some, there is some behind the scenes." Iron Curtain stuff going on. <laughs> With Iron Curtain. Break. Warminster Brick Shop has got some seedy underground going on. Because this is also what I did. I am a fan of messaging people in the community or like messaging or whatever, you know, using BrickLink because I don't get a bazillion orders and I'm not high and mighty. I don't, you know, it's, it's like, I don't like, I have the time to actually like talk to people. So I actually wrote. This store that bought for me to ship to your address. And I wrote them saying, Hey, I always meant to go down there. And I'm going to be there like in that area in two <laughs> weeks. Cause I was going to the KOP uh I was going to the KOP Lego store and which is kind of out of the way, but I was going to do a loop. Um and I said, Hey, what if I just go and deliver it? And then it was just non-responsive. So I was like, All right, there's some voodoo going on over here.
2: <laughs> um <clears throat> I can't take, sorry, I drank this wrong, but I, I can't take <laughs> credit for like all these thinking outside the box, bricklink Link dealings. Yeah. Like, it, I was approached with the idea. Right. I'd love to say that I came up with it. Just like I'd love to say that I started the YouTube channel to get people to start their own stores and then started the fulfillment service for when they quit on that and sent all their parts to me anyway. I love to say that was always the plan. (laughs) But no, I was approached with this because this is some think outside the box shit, and if you don't think outside the box, then you're just, you're you're never going to go anywhere real with BrickLink or selling Lego at all. You have to think of what's your edge, what can you do better than everyone else? Because everyone else can watch my old videos or Mm -hmm. could at least and start their own store. So what are you doing differently? And I was approached with the idea of, um, being this seven day a week, open location, business address that would uh, have a partnership with European, a European store to get customers, their packages, uh, more quickly. And, I did I did that for about a year and then I took it on my own to go reach out to other European stores and I said I just picked the top 30 by size stores in Europe and I said I emailed all of them with this like blanket statement of like I do this thing for this store in Europe are you big enough and would you be interested in doing the same thing to your store and then using my address to help your business. And some of them were like, oh, I know that person. I I knew all about that. Or, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know they did it like that. And then uh, one store actually got in contact with me to begin that process with their store. So now there's two European stores that do the same thing. Because I figured I'm already like here, it's already happening. I kind of know the process already. If I can add on more stores to the same thing, it's really not going to take more work on my end. It just means more income,
1: right? It's so kind it's of not, So now with two, it's not European; it's European. Mm. Mm. I guess.
2: <laughs> I guess Ralph. Now this- <laughs> you are lose your uh, fancy light privileges over there.
0: <laughs> this wasn't. Um, I mean, do you know? Did I did I ever tell you which store this was? You know what store it was, right? That yeah yeah okay. So you're saying I mean that I
2: know both, I know both the stores that I'm with, so yeah. Okay.
0: So this store is actually a European store. Is what you're telling me, right? Yeah, yeah. Because their inventory is enormous. Like. Enormous. Yeah, and
2: if if I mean, it it's not that hard to figure out who all these stores are. We're not going to necessarily mention them, but
0: right. Yeah, for sure.
2: It's not, it's not hard to figure it out. Like you could buy from these stores. And if your order, if the return address is me, then it's one of those stores. Uh, And then also, I don't know if the one does it, but I know the other does it um, where they have kind of a, a mirrored store in Europe, which it's the same inventory, just under a different name as a european store and that one just pr- pretty much services customers over there who want to buy right. from this inventory they have and then the yeah. us fronted store services customers over here that want to buy that inventory right and i i think it's i think it's brilliant um you they're in europe they see that the biggest buying market on bricklink is in the US Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so what do you do to uh, get more US buyers to buy from you tell them you're in the US and pretty much make it happen you don't have to be over here it's uh, it's kind of like drop shipping but it isn't like they have it all it's just making an extra stop on the way to you and nothing changes about the packages whatever that was a topic two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. So you you brought up dropshipping. I I've got a handful of guys that they order onesie twosies. It's always I, we're fun.
2: we're all get if you look at their feedback, we're all getting the orders from them. They yeah. uh, they sprung up out of nowhere this year, and they uh, that's another edge. Like
0: where where do they sell on? Like because
2: I, I don't know. I, 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 at I first, I thought, a, thought it was local. Like localized, yeah. where they could have a retail store and cust their customers could come in and they don't have the thing they want, be like, I can order it for you. But if that was the case, then all the people you'd be shipping to were being a general region. This is everywhere, yeah. so they're just on a different platform. Maybe it's maybe it's eBay. Maybe it's uh, one of those apps like Mercari or something.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, but- because I. I went through a few of the orders, the most recent orders, because these guys, I mean, I've got one guy, it's like every other day and even a couple times a day. And I'm like, all right, so it's like a minifigure, or it's yep. like 50, 51 by two bricks or something like that. And then I'm trying to I just to did.
2: It, yeah, though. it was uh like fifty yeah. four by four plates.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's just some obscure color and then and then and then you make sure that maybe your price isn't off or something like that, and you're like, wow, it's actually priced kind of high. And then you're like, where is this person selling this? So then I'd start doing eBay recent recently sold and I'm like, I'm not finding it. You know what I mean? Or like uh yeah. it's like a Spider-Man minifigure that is, you know, easily identifiable. And it's like, I'm not finding it on eBay sold, I'm not and these guys are hitting, you know, all the time, all the time. So Yeah.
2: Um the the one thing I said about the the stores in Europe. Uh, because not only do they they sell and they send it to me, and then it goes out to the customers, but they do the inverse of that where they their stores aren't filled with part outs their stores are filled with orders from your stores, which is mm-hmm. just a a mind fuck of a back and forth That's where crazy. they so and I think I said it on the episode with Ralph, but you can either put the time into getting the Lego and sorting it and storing it, or you can put more money into getting it and then cut out that uh, source and, and sorting and storing. Cause you're, you're right. already buying it post sorted. It's all organized depending on who sells it to you and how well they package it when they sell it to you or send it right. to you, but you can cut that step out if you want. So these stores they're filled with the parts that they know they'll resell. And it's, it's, it's the retail and not the, um, other word that we were going with or is that paul that was on that that episode i don't remember
0: oh you're getting old
2: i'm getting old <laughs> i need more of my raspberry limeade oh yeah what is that wegmans tropicana's got a giant oh. it's not a uh, not as good as i thought it was gonna be
0: yeah <laughs> it's artificial but,
2: yeah so, so the thing i the thing i was saying about if if you if you make a sale to those stores. Your prices are probably low, yeah. and I guess that doesn't really matter with um the the actual drop shippers that are they are buying and having you send it because every time it's, it's a different address and every time it's like don't tell them who you are just send them yeah. the parts
0: yeah no. guess who puts,
2: no. put no. all kinds of advertisements in those orders
0: <laughs> fuck that guy putting <laughs> my order <laughs> card in and it regardless and shooting out hello fresh uh pamphlets with their order you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i definitely try to um try to convert that because you can't you can't hate the hustle that they've come up with yeah but you can try your best to uh to just to modify in. it to your own
0: needs. Yeah, just kind of sneak one in there.
2: <laughs> yeah. I definitely do that. But that's I've been hearing a lot of people talk about the the drop shippers on, on BrickLink these days. And some big
0: ones. Big ones. Yeah. Big
2: ones. And you you can tell how big they are based on um like I guess how many seller feedback or I guess buyer buyer feedback, really. Buyer yeah, feedback they're per getting week. per week. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's that's cool. I used to I used to sell a lot to one somebody who they I feel like they had it all sent to the their own address. That was years ago though. Right. Um, they were always buying like old sealed sets, and I thought that was strange because it was doesn't matter what the price was, they just wanted it. But anyway, I wanted to talk about how how much I. I will try my hardest to get a lot of parts uploaded every day. But the reality is you'll, you'll never get everything done in a day, at least on me. I don't know on a smaller scale, I guess you could, there's always something to part out, right? There's always something to reprice. There's always something to better organize or new drawers to label, something like Mm -hmm. that. New. uh, If you, I guess if you truly run out of things to do, then you just wind up making YouTube videos, right?
0: (laughs) Pretending. Pretending you got a lot of business coming in.
2: Pretending you have something to sort right now. So that? I I never like uh leaving work for tomorrow because I just have this overwhelming feeling like I am somehow behind on the race now. I'm not racing against anybody, but I'm I'm it's like uh it's like I'm playing Gran Turismo and uh I I am racing, and then there's the ghost of my previous slap record or whatever, and oh. I'm behind the ghost constantly.
0: <laughs> this uh. is
2: some serious shit. I'm behind the ghost constantly <laughs> on on my BrickLink store because I think I should be working harder. I should be working faster. I should be pushing further into the evening, uploading parts. I what? should get my ass up before 9 a.m. every day, but none of that happens. I
0: you're getting soft now because I mean, you got employees, man. <laughs> all I soft. need more
2: employees. That's the thing. I don't have enough. I uh, I feel like, so I don't want to have too many employees where I have to come up with inefficient jobs for them to do because, yeah. because they, they ran out of the, the things I wanted them to do, but I'm definitely on the, Uh, understaffed side of things right now. I need a dedicated uploader, like a part to full time. You upload parts and put them in drawers. That's all you do. I need one of those. And I could probably use another one or two order pullers.
0: What does that, um, what does that, what does that position pay these days in 2020? In a Biden presidency?
2: I'm uh I hire a lot of high school kids so I can pretty much pay as little as I want. (laughs) Not, not because they're high school kids or not because I want to, but because they're high school kids. Um, I've given a lot of people their first jobs in in the Warminster area. (laughs) Nice. And they haven't all worked out because not everybody works out.
0: Right.
2: And I, I really don't like a help wanted sign or like soliciting for, and new employees because, and it's going to sound awful, but you only get the people who are unemployed yeah. currently for a reason.
0: Yeah. I hear that you. That sounds know.
2: real shitty, but.
0: I hear you. I manage, I manage sales, you know, I, I manage sales professionals. So I look through resumes and do a lot of okay. hiring, training, stuff like that. So it's like, you know, managing people is probably one of the most underrated. It's probably one of the most underrated things and doing it properly is probably even more underrated because just like anybody that has ever been affected by like a really good mentor or a strong teacher and it's changed their lives, you know, people that are in a position to give people their first jobs or, you know, you're not only teaching them how to do the counting beans or anything to that effect. I mean, you have the ability to really give strong life uh, changing messages that, you know, people could change in their daily patterns of life. You know,
2: sometimes uh, I get that feeling like I, I do that, but overall, I, I wind up being their friend more than their boss. A lot of times yeah. I, I, I was never like, I wasn't rigid trained in the industry to be a manager. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know how to do that. I don't know how to do any of this shit. I just fell into all of it and got better yeah. over time and I yeah. manage like seven employees right now, as well as doing probably most of the work for the business. Right. And I, I need some more employees, but I, I really do hate the prospect of finding the wrong people on the way to finding the right people. Yeah. I've been lucky in that some of the right people have just kind of fallen into it and they've stuck with it. And that's great. And I've got a really good team right now, but I need to expand that team. And I'm, I'm terrified of just the, 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 the flakes. They're going to show up for this job and then disappear. And, right. and uh, I mean, I, it's, I'm not paying like big bucks, so I get it. Yeah, And I, I've, I worked in during the dark times I, I I worked at Target for six months, and like I I know how <laughs> so elitist. I I know how how bad some people are at like just being a fucking human and working, yeah. and I've experienced it. And I don't I don't I don't want that in my environment. But yeah. I need I need more uh i I need more of the right people.
1: Let me ask you this question. You're, you're talking about, um, how you're doing a lot of the work, and, um, uh, you said something about, you know, some of your employees, uh, if they finish all the work that you normally have for them, you don't want to give them an inefficient job to do. And that, like, sort of is, like, triggered, like, one of the questions I have, and one of the things I struggle with when I, when I'm uploading things like uh, when I'm parting out or I'm sorting used Lego and listing the, the Lego, uh, the used Lego, I always think to myself, I've got to be able to do this more efficiently because I feel like I'm just slow. I'm just like, yeah. you know, like this, I don't know how I could be at a million parts going this damn slow. Right. Like, so like how, how have you figured out how to be more efficient or like, how have you, um, Experimented with different ways, because I'm I'm at that point right now. Like I'm I'm parting out in different ways to see if it goes faster, or if I like it, or if it seems to flow a little bit. Like the way I tried this pat this past week, I didn't like it. it. It felt a little faster, but it felt like a lot more work compared to the the normal way I do it. So, like, what what's what's your efficiency? Uh, uh, Tips and tricks there for for uploading.
2: Uh for uploading. Um well, I don't do a lot of part-outs anymore. I do a lot of fulfillment parts where they come to me sorted. So they're already pre-sorted, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it has a file. Sometimes I have to make the file, but when I have to make the file, they're all like labeled bags. So it's really just like a data entry into Brickstock very quickly. And I, uh, I found, I think the sweet spot for these upload batches is about 50 lots at a time because there's, there's definitely an issue of if you have too many like bagged lots in a bin, you're going to wind up wasting time, like looking for the next one in your upload. And I like to, I don't like to just pick up a lot, find it in like the brick stock, listing and then and then upload it cuz then I'm not and I'm never sure if like uh, I missed something in the file and I virtually put it away but it physically wasn't in front of me like an error or something like that so I like to go in order so that I know like everything here was here virtually and physically and I put it away but um, the one fulfillment person sends me these trash bags full of sorted lego all like bagged and ID'd with a file but the bag, which is, the, the one bag is the one file. It's like three to 400 lots. And that's just, it's not conducive for putting it away because you're going to wind up digging through it looking for the next lot in your list. So a lot of times I have to sort that in some way, like pre-sort it before uploading it, and then do little batches. So I'll take this trash bag of 400 lots and I'll sort it by color. They're all bagged individually, so that's all fine. I'll do like a kind of like a color families sort, and then I can then I'll wind up with a shoebox full of bagged parts instead of a trash bag full, and I could put mm. that away. But the other one that sends me one of the other fulfillment people who sends me the bagged ID parts just without a file, and I got to punch them in a the file. I'll just start grabbing them out of the box, and I'll put fifty in a file once I reach fifty lots. I'll then go upload those because you can still pretty much see everything without digging around. And I've, I stressed that a lot when, when people are sorting for me as well is if you're putting out a set, like, and you're pulling out all of them part, don't, don't dig in, in the pile. Oh,
1: man down. Yeah i knew that was coming he froze froze frozen a nice nice way
0: there man down do you have any idea what he's talking about with this fulfillment stuff and trash bags That's way oh yeah oh yeah 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 he's talked
1: about this before he um it's like a consignment shop he he runs right like so like he uh he's not just selling his bricks he's selling bricks for other people right and so He's basically the marketplace for those people,
0: right? So they so, don't have the this... brick designers sending you a bunch of stuff, and you're just sorting through the parts. So basically, you all right? So let me let me let me see if I get this right. So there's a guy, there's a Bricklink store, and he just doesn't want to deal with the parts at all. He takes out the minifigures and ships you the rest of the 50 copies for a price, and then you have people that sort it out. Or that's that
2: yeah, out? that's something um, I've done. Um, yeah. I don't it's every every um, consigner is kind of different with uh, what level of work they're putting in versus what level of work I'm putting in. but I have a contract for all this and I've had I don't know 20 or 30 different people to a varying extents send me parts for this service over the last four years, however long I've been doing this and yeah. it really, allowed me to grow the store larger. And I'm at a point now where if they all stopped sending me parts today, I'd probably be fine. Cause I'm big enough now with the retail store, I'm taking in all this used bulk and we're sorting it. We're listing it. So anything mm. I list nowadays, that's mine is pretty much used from the bulk that we've filtered through. And uh, I, oh. think I think I'm in a good spot if I were only uploading that stuff. Huh. um, but uh, I was saying how I, I like to do it in like 50 lots at a time because it's not too complex for when I'm uploading it. And I stress that for when somebody is sorting a set as well. Like don't dig through the pile until you find all of that one piece. They're always still going to be there. When you stop seeing that piece, start sorting at another piece. You can grab the rest of them when this pile is smaller later. It's just it's little efficiency things that I've, I've either learned from other people or learned from personal experience over time. And I, I try to teach that to the people who work for me, but it's, it's hard to, it's hard to instill in them sometimes um, that there's a right way and a wrong way to, to sort Lego.
0: Right.
1: So yeah, my, my favorite way of doing it, sorting uh, or parting out a, a a new set is one bag at a time. So like, I'll take bag one dump it all in a bin, take out all the little bags, save them for later, you know, part. And and this is where I, I know it's inefficient, but I'll, I'll part it all out and then I'll put that away. And then I'll take one of the small bags that was in there and do the same thing and put that all away. And I find that takes a little bit longer, but like, I don't have to for me, I don't have to uh, feel like I have to put the whole set away, right? Like I can, it's very easy to finish the one bag and then I could pause right there and then like pull orders or, or do whatever. I'm not like holding up the entire store because it's waiting for me to finish putting this thing out. Right. Because either I've, I'm not pulling out all of the drawers for the, enti- you know, that, uh, that are needed for the entire set, or I'm not taking up all of the room because I've got cups laying all over the place. Uh, it's it's an an efficiency thing in terms of being able to multitask a lot, but it's not efficient in terms of getting it done fast, right? And sometimes, like, I'll get a bag done, and I'm like, okay, I just don't want to (laughs) do any more. It seems like it happens after every single bag for me, right? And I'm I'm trying to see, like, are there different ways I can do this where I can get it done fast, and it doesn't feel like a slog all the time, right? And right now, it just feels like a slog. Especially after uh, after those Barracuda Bay pirate sets that I, like,
2: what uh what other process of running the store is weighing on you that makes you want to uh, not finish that part out all the way is it is it pulling orders?
1: Uh, I, I think it's the career, my career job, right? Yeah, like you know, that's what I
2: figured. Yeah, yeah. It's just if like pulling orders. Then I'd have to flex on you real quick and say <laughs> they can wait. You don't have an, you don't get enough orders to, to worry that no. they're going to complain that you haven't shipped it yet.
1: No, my, I my, get my, enough
2: orders my, that I have routine, to worry about that.
1: My routine and in, in, during the day is like I get up, I, I pull any orders that I have is maybe three or four in a day it, at most. Um, If I get like eight or something, that's like, that's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, if I have, if that went quickly, I'll, I'll, you know, upload some used parts, um, or I'll start, start a, um, a small set or something. And then, um, it maybe at at night after work, if I'm not completely drained, I'll I'll go back down and do, do a little bit more. But then the weekend for me is, is when I like try to get at least four or five hours in per day to like work on things. Like, you know, the, uh, nor drawer numbering or um, reorganizing or doing a full part out of a of, complete that. Right. So I, I've gotten better where I'm like uploading every day, especially this month I've been, I've been doing that, but there's some months where like that the routine stops after I pull the orders for the day. Right. Like, and it's like, I don't get anything else done and then it's like maybe maybe the weekend like i especially this summer it was really bad right like the weekends i just did not want to be downstairs doing anything and so like it was just like pull the orders i'm done for the day pretty much
0: yeah so i mean would you say that you're burning out sounds like you're burning out a little bit
1: i don't think i'm burning um there are there is burnout i've been burn, i'm been burning out and it's not because of lego stores because of my my career work
0: right gotcha
1: gotcha definitely there's burnout there
0: i'll tell you what i did two of those barracuda bays as well uh yeah. I noticed you i brought that up in the in that other episode um, that was a slog for me <laughs> the, the larger the larger sets it's just a totally different animal i think oh because yeah yeah if you, if you go and get 10 copies of a 30 dollars set i mean bro you could do it in just a few hours really it's amazing how yeah. fast you do it once you're kind of uh you got a flow so Obviously, with these larger sets like a, like a Barracuda Bay or something like that, I mean, I did it in a couple sessions as well. But like my system's similar to yours, where it's like I'll take if I got two copies, I'll just get all the same bags together. I'll cut them both open, try to go bag by bag. You save all the last yeah. the, the little ones. The little ones is always like the marathon parts. Oh, I hate the little bags ones. Are the marathon. So you little
1: know, bags, like they look so yeah. tiny, and they think they're going to be quick. Put them the, all in the and it's like oh my god it takes this takes longer in the big
0: bags. I'm gonna I'm gonna hire one of Chris's high school kids to do my small bags. <laughs> <laughs> the small bags are brutal, man. It's a marathon. But um, yeah, the,
2: the the worst part about the high school kids is that they age out, so you constantly wow, wow. have to find like you you have to keep hunting down like sophomores <laughs> because they keep they keep aging out and like going to college
0: and or just just disappearing this is, like, this is like the dazed and confused of and lego <laughs> you, know, you keep getting older in this is...
2: <laughs> these order pullers man they stay the same age
0: yeah no i mean look i i just recently started getting into these larger sets where it's like all right let me see what this would look like um you know you get like a 200 dollars set or whatever it is you know because you see people they've got like uh trafford what's that old trafford square and they parted out 10 of them <laughs> and it's like yo what in the world is going on here or you yeah. find like a you know haunted house and they parted out 10 of them and it's just like and then and then they put everything on 40 percent discount so it's like all their all See, their that-
1: See, now I'm, I'm looking for those guys, and I'm just going to buy, buy from them, and then:
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you what. It, I've tried <laughs> that in the past too, and it's one of the things where it's like you think it's a sure win, and then it just ends up sitting in your inventory. You, you so know what it,
2: I don't, don't part out the mosaics. Yeah this you, is,
1: do it. you know what I, I did? Sold, after... you know, so
2: the other day, I sold. At my above average price, a whole bunch of one by one round tiles. And you should have seen the dance I did because I priced <sighs> above average. And I'm like, look at this. Look at this. I do not I mean, have to look, discount anything.
0: You I think you're a different story because your store is so large that you're just pulling in. See, I'm at a I'm at a point if you can imagine I'm at a point where I'm realizing some of the things that you realized a long time ago, back when you were kind of, I guess, at this stage where it's like, it's starting to dawn on me. Sometimes price doesn't matter when you're a smaller store. And if you're like 200,000 parts and 5,000 lots or whatever it is, price does kind of matter. But when you get to a point where you're like you or someone else in the five millions or something like that, um, you start realizing that price doesn't necessarily matter because you don't want 250 orders a day anyway. You know what I mean? You can't handle 250 orders a day. Um, I don't know if that's even an accurate number, but I mean, I'm sure there's guys out there that they get 70 orders in a day and they're struggling. You know what I mean? And they're like, I mean,
2: I I could, you could you could use the example of the, the, the US European store that sends me their US bound orders every day and you could just look at how many how many orders I get every day from them and think right. that's that's just their US bound orders from one of their two mirror stores. So the amount of business these guys
0: doing is unbelievable. See it's the same thing. Like I see stores my size or even smaller, and they're grabbing um you know, they grab You know, they part out like a ton of these Lamborghinis, or like uh, kind of the bat, like twenty of the Batmobiles, and I'm like, what in the world? And they've, you know, you see their start date is like July of 2019, and what they're struggling with is they're struggling not so much with the volume of parts that they have, but the variety. So they have to catch people on price. So they're, you know, throwing things at thirty percent. You know, I'm sure you may have you know
2: know what's happening is that the 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 European stores (laughs) are buying the quote unquote good parts out of those big sets that they're breaking. Yeah. Having them sent to me, repackaged, sent to Europe, and putting them in their store.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh it's like do, do you at that size, do you want to make the sale knowing it doesn't really matter, but knowing that a a bigger store is just going to buy it from you and sell it for more that you could have sold it for maybe, or, and, and, and this isn't, I would think that people stores that size, your size, like, I don't think any of them at that size, that's their full-time job. I don't, unless you're selling only the, the best parts, something like that. I don't think that could be a full-time job for, for, you know, an adult with a family, but, but, with. Do you am I trying to ask here D- Do you think that making the sales at whatever discounting needs to happen to make those sales is worth it at that size knowing that it's not your full income couldn't you just hold out for and and keep the store growing cuz I mean everybody wants to ev- a decrease in store size is good. That means you sold parts, but right. you also have to not want that. You have to want your store to get larger from adding parts slash not selling parts. I can to, tell you, I can tell you what it is. Point.
1: I can tell you what it is. Cause I, I was, um, towing this line a lot earlier this year or, or last year, which was, I'm, wanting the the orders to come in so i can get that money so i can go reinvest right and and have work to do to upload more stuff and so i was always like going the line of i want more orders so that i can get more revenue from that to be able to grow my store right? right um and then um i think i think i've gone down the path of uh I have this backlog of, of used parts now that like, if I don't have new, um, sets to part out, right now I have a big backlog of used parts, new parts to, to part out because of, uh, all the cl- recent clearance stuff. But so I'm mixing, intermixing both used and new. And so I've raised my prices, uh, just, just a hair above, um, uh, six month average. And it's been actually refreshing. It's load my, my orders down to, um, you know, one or two a day. Um, and that's, I, and, and I've found myself thinking, you know, that's, that's actually okay. Cause I'm actually making more money than I would have recently. I have a ton of work to do. So I've actually increased the number of parts in my store over the last month by 10,000 parts, which, mm-hmm normally takes like six to eight months for me to grow my store by, by 10,000. So this has been really good for me to have like, like, get a backlog and then slowly work on it as you're normally working on it. And then increase your prices slowly, slow the number of orders. And that's how you'll, you'll grow. And my, in my opinion, that seems to be working for me. Right. Like, and I, I, I have this theory and it's based on, you know, talking with you, Chris, at some point I'll, be and i've also increased the number of uh lots in my store by 500 which is hella hard to do for me when they're constantly going out but um shit i knew i was gonna lose that thought
2: i i probably drop by like 50 lots a day it's it's a real oh. struggle keeping those drawers closed
1: oh right, right right So so like my my theory is like as i'm there's going to be a point at which, like, I'm going to reach the price threshold, right? And like, you going to have the, the variety or the quantity at some point where orders are going to pick up again, right? And like, that's where I'm, I'm hoping to see that. I'm thinking maybe 10, 100,000. Like, I'm only at 86,000 parts right now. I'm like much smaller than you are, Todd. And, um, I was actually looking at the number of orders you have on Bricklink and I'm like, pretty impressed because you're like at least almost two or three times the number of orders. And I've been on BrickLink twice as much. Right. So I, I think the, the, the secret to success is not, is not your pricing, but like um, how many, how many parts you have in your store. And then that will drive sales. Right. Not, not, not discounts. Right. Like you're going to get, I had this problem all, all year where my, my order size is small. It was uh less than ten dollars and I hate that. Right? Like that I'm just doing all these little little dinky orders. I'd I'd rather have medium sized orders where you know the it take takes the average up.
0: I'll take them all. So it, I'll take all the it, orders.
2: In <laughs> uh in twenty seventeen when um just I moved into a new warehouse, I quit my job and Bricklink was good for like a month and then it just tanked all of a sudden mm-hmm. and I was in a bad way and I had to take a job. Uh, a part-time job. Actually, it was a full-time job at Target. It's awful. Don't go there. <laughs> it's the dark times. But, uh,
0: it's respectable, though. Regardless.
2: Well, I, I was talking to somebody about the idea of just kind of and the store um I was doing fulfillment already, but it wasn't that much like I'd say majority of the store was my stuff still, and I was talking to somebody about what kind of discount structure I could introduce to the store just to get enough money moving to survive and we wound up realizing that the discounts would only lead to the desirable parts getting bought from the store and then leaving all of the, I don't know what makes a, a good part from a bad part, but all the bad parts, it's all the, part. the, the common stuff, the dregs, all that, leaving that in your store and discount or no discount.
0: They're not moving. Me.
2: You're, you're left with this like husk of a store. Mm-hmm. So you left with almost like no equity at that point. Because you can't move those parts at any price, yeah. and do you want that to happen in your store, or do you want to keep adding more stuff? I mean, you can you can determine which parts are the bad parts on your <laughs> own. And try to hemorrhage them in another way if you want to get rid of them. If you if you really don't want that that those water parts in your store, you could just bulk and resell those by weight or something like that on eBay. Just say like. It's here's a batch of Lego. You take a picture of it, and if somebody who looks at the picture close enough can see that it's all the same junk. But it <laughs> might move there, and you can get rid of it. I've often, I think I told Ralph about this one time. I I thought of the idea of because I don't remember if Brickstock will tell you the weights. I know Bricklink has weights for all the parts, but I forget if Brickstock has a column for weights. If you can turn it on or not, or if it's you could, on the um, I think it's download. On the For the, yeah, for the total. I don't know if it shows it per item. I mean, I guess it would have to if it added it all up as a total.
0: Somewhere. It's
2: got to be in there somewhere because it knows it. Yeah, that's right. But I was wondering if at one point I should download my inventory and then use a formula to determine, based on uh, weight versus price per part, what parts would be better for me to extract from the store and sell off by bulk Yep. by weight uh, because they're actually worth more by weight and it would only be like the biggest dumbest parts it would be the only ones that would fall into that category but you could use a formula to determine under what price per ounce or per gram the parts not belong in the brickling store and rather I should get rid of them in some other fashion throw them into that's the right. fill cup table something like that
0: that's interesting that's I never I
2: was... went through that path because the, the, I've got this overwhelming urge to not remove parts from the store, knowing that I took the time to put the parts in the store. Right. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way. You, you uploaded all those damn stud shooter triggers. You're not taking them out unless
1: somebody buys them. Not taking them out is what I'm not doing.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Always put, buying that shit. <laughs> the thing a thing, because in the past, I mean, I've done I've done little tests. Look, I'm not like a brick stock guru by any means. I'm very novice on it, but I like.
2: It doesn't like, do all that much, but yeah, there's but, ways to use it and interesting yeah. ways to use it.
0: Yeah, super super interesting ways to do it. But um, I, I have tried, you know, just do a blanket sale on the store. And then what you get is you get a rush of three days of orders and you're missing all of the you know, you're getting blown through all of the stuff that, uh, that you want to have in your store that are cornerstones that drive traffic to your store. Um, You know, it's all a balance because it's just like what you were saying, you know, you get the one by one studs and you sell a boatload of them and you're like, geez, someone spent 50 bucks on this or whatever it is. And you're like, holy bajoli. And then you also get into, I do, something once a week where I go through the orders just to kind of pick through um, parts that I believe are necessary to have, you know, like cornerstone parts. Um, And I try to do that at least once a week and I have a draft, you know, I just kind of draft it on a piece of paper, um, you know, things like a watch list, so to speak and figure out a way on how I can, you know, and this actually helps me like a lot of these guys on the internet, This is also what I believe is a disservice, especially with the Lego movie 2 and all that stuff that happened. I got caught up into a little bit of it as well, where you end up, you got like 20 pop up party buses and whatever it is. And it's like, once you really sit down and you think about it, you're like, all right, the parts that sell out of this set are, you know, it's the cornerstone parts. And then you're left with the, you know, the slave one uh windscreen and purple. <laughs> you know <what? laughs> those are awesome though. I mean I I've I've got a skewed
2: view of what I think good parts because like I know a lot of builders and I I I won't say that I'm a builder, but I, I know a lot of builders personally and I, I see a lot of their work in person right. at conventions online or all that. I guess everybody does though. It's not really saying that much about me. I yeah. I knew Carter Baldwin before he made this set. Ah uh weird fun. flex
0: i'm just saying it's it's <laughs> one of these things where i where i have you know i've got a lot of these parts or like from friends sets like the large friend sets when they go on clearance and you know they were like 100 bucks and you're getting them for like 52 and you feel like you just hit the lotto and then you bring them home and you part it you know you spend a day parting it out and then you're like wow i've got a lot of this coral part that is enormous it's gonna sit there for a while
2: you know that's, that's, <laughs> like, i want to sit on the, the uh, a I, I did a sneak. it go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the the retail in uh, the the types of stores that treat it like a retail store and not like um the uh the other the, the other word wholesale the, uh outlet Outlet is the uh, one we decided on. We were going back and forth with what we were going to call that the stores like uh what we do, where it's like we get what we get and we put it in the store, or whatever. The yeah. other end of that, the retail based ones where they know what they want and they go out yeah. and they get that and they put it in their store. That's that's how they avoid things like this, is they they they'll wait mm-hmm. for you to part out the pop up party bus and they'll buy the five good lots out of it from your yeah. store and put it in their store. Right. You know, How do you guys feel about the? Uh, this has been a big conversation for me and people around me. But the the um, the Walmart Black Friday quote unquote box that's been out for like a six months to a year now. Is that the um, animal? The animal
0: one,
2: the the animal one. On? yeah, the one that um they do they do a a Friday a Black Friday box at Walmart every year, but this one's interesting because the the last two years are both the same box. And then this year, it's a box that has been available for sale. I forget if it was Walmart or Costco or who had it, but this one with the animals, this has been available before. And it's available like all month long. It's not a necessarily mm-hmm. on Black Friday kind of thing this year, understandably. But it's 1500 and it's 30 bucks, And I just see so many smaller Bricklinkers mm-hmm. being way too enticed that trap of a set yeah and uh one of the things you probably would never consider a positive factor for these brick boxes is wheels and tires i think Mm -hmm. a lot of people would see that and go i'm not going anywhere near a box that has that many tires and wheels in it wrong new condition hubs and tires in large quantities gone yeah. gone like within a couple days if you get a high enough quantity of, of hubs and tires there's enough there's enough of these like Lego activity camps and stuff and the the brick and mortar stores that do the the activities that they need as many like kids build a car things yeah. as possible so those are all gone even though you think that tires would be just the worst um but this new one it's got it's got no tires in it and what do you what do you say about the the set that's available at Walmart? Everyone has Walmart. It's not like the, it's only at the Lego store. Not everyone has the Lego store. Everyone has Walmart. And how many people are going to part this thing out? How cheap are these parts going to get? How There's many up. people are going to discount it underneath the other guy who's discounting it underneath the other guy who's discounting it?
1: The, the, the first thing that comes to mind is—is is it like, uh, like last year's box was like a classic set, right? Like, um, well, this has is classic. This,
2: this is classic.
1: But it has animals well. in it too.
2: No, no, no. They're brick-built oh, brick build animals.
1: Oh, okay, okay. It's like yeah, the
2: theme. Yeah. The theme is animals.
1: I see. I see. Uh, to me, like I try to stay away from classic because they have they have some. Uh, Maybe it's just my my numbers, but I sell a lot of grays and blacks and whites, and so like these colors to me don't do very well and it might just be because I don't have enough of them in my store but they sit around in my store for quite a quite a bit, so I try not to go to them very often um I remember last year the year before when black Black Friday came around and my wife was walking around and she called me and she said, Hey, this is here. And I quickly looked it up. And I'm like, no, it's, not, it's too much. It's, it's not a very good part out now. And it's just going to go down. Like that was my first thought, right? Like, like everybody's going to be getting it and it's going to go down. And I think you got like 30 boxes one year, right? And you were going to sell them.
2: I've, I've gotten, I think like 75 was the most I ever bought. But most of the time that I've been buying those, I've had the retail store, mm-hmm. so I don't usually break them. Right. I, uh, I I sell them like throughout the next year at the retail store, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But it's right. I I have I a remember unique that one
1: the one box that took you like you still had I had it quite by next bit.
2: Black Friday, yeah, which yeah. Is awful. yeah. <laughs> but I, I have a unique opportunity in that. I don't have to look up the part of that values for clearance sets that I find. If it's fifty percent off, I'm buying it. And most of them get sold in the retail store. I don't even open them. Mm-hmm. Um, I only part something out if I get a ton of it, and it's a good value, and I need something to sort. So I like there's these creator sets, no no figure creator sets that I've been buying at half off. Cause I sell them all day long at hundred percent value and I don't even need to open them or consider that it's a $5 set with a $8 part out value. It doesn't matter. I'll get $10 for it and it's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the luxury of being in the game and being uh, a, a much larger operation. We don't have that luxury to think like that. Well, I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just sell it, I'll just sell it at the retail store. I've actually been to your retail store before. Um, there was a woman that that worked there. She was like super, super nice. She must be like your right hand man, or you know, very close <laughs> to you. I've um, I've
2: had I've had a bunch of different women work in the counter, so I, I don't know which one it was.
0: I mean, this had to be like a year or two ago. Um, I think you guys were coming back from a convention because the store was like empty, and I think you actually popped out from the back. With, like, your little apron, your carpenter apron thing that you got going on with the pockets? Those
2: aprons are great.
0: <laughs> I always wanted to ask you, what is that for? Is it so you don't spill, like, Lego parts on your shirt? Pulled all the baggies in it.
2: Yeah, it's got, it's got six pouches, four small ones yeah. and two big ones. So the yeah. four small ones are all four different sizes of Ziploc bags. And the two big ones are where you put the bag lots when you're pulling an order. And then there's a tablet that straps to your arm. So it's a tablet with like the the finger strap behind it, but you just put yeah. your whole wrist through there. So the tablet's right. just sitting on your forearm, so you have both hands free and you can scroll on the tablet and pull the order. Ralph uses the cart. I used to use a cart. I don't use it anymore. The, t- yeah. the cart was really just the whole the computer for the screen, yeah. but now it's mounted to you. That's yeah. that's my biggest contribution to the the bricklink world is the. Apron full of bags and a mounted tablet
0: on your arm. Yeah, that's a strong move. I mean, i was I was tempted to get one of those little sports sport jam jams and kind of try to do it on the phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I've got eagle vision, so you know, I don't, I don't have that old man vision like a lot of people have, where they got to have glasses and bifocals and whatnot. So I was going to try that out. I wonder, <laughs> works time-
1: man, because I've got to like increase the zoom size of uh, the the order details page of BrickLink. because I can't ah, see, I see that shit.
0: That. You, I
2: fall mean, it's, on it's you just, just kind of zoom in and out. I, just, I get it to where the one side is the the picture of it and the other side is uh, the quantity they ordered and the remainder quantity. And like yeah. that's as wide of the screen as I look at. And I just scroll down from there. Um, I'm going to
0: try to mess it up. And all that stuff, all that stuff with the cart, I I get it. Like, you see these guys on the social medias and they got their carts and they got their little rigs and they got their name for their carts. You know, the Cardi Party or Artie the Cardi, or whatever it is. Station uh, Alpha. But honestly, I mean, you look, at the, store, you look <laughs> at the store and they have like 150,000 parts. It's like, why are you walking that much for that? It's too much. Like, I don't have that much walking to do you know like i've got center table and i've got a horseshoe around the center table basically where i don't have to walk anywhere really and then it just goes sequential like across down across down across down and then start to the next row across down across down yeah so i don't know I see a lot of weird things. Well, you know what is interesting is the is the numbering system that I've been seeing recently, where it's like you'll be over here, and instead of going one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way through, it'll be A one to A sixty four, B one to B sixty four. That's a very, very interesting, interesting concept. It's not. Uh, but
2: it's not scalable.
0: It's not right because you run out of yeah. You're, I guess you're right. You only get
2: twenty six right. cabinets, and then you got to figure out something else.
0: Or, wind no, well, A, but I don't know. Does
2: AA wind up after A or does it wind up after Z?
0: Ah, uh, I don't know, you know, or maybe even just A instead of just you know 64, A all the way down to A100, A300, or whatever. I don't know, I have no idea, dude. I just, look, I'm not a genius, I'm barely getting by here. <laughs> well,
2: ne- next time you're at the store, you can definitely see the where the magic happens in the, in the warehouse, Ralph.
0: I'd love to check it out. out. Um, Only, only for the, like, there's a couple of reasons in my area. Like, you know where I live. I think, you know, where I live. I'm basically an hour North of you. It's in the third largest populace of the state. Um, You know, after Pittsburgh, I guess. And living here
2: in Allentown.
0: Yeah. This area is like super vibrant when it comes to, I guess shopping, right? as As is your area, is very vibrant when it comes to shopping, and there is absolutely zero foothold of, you know, like a bricks and minifigures. So, I mean, eventually, I'd love to get involved in some sort of a physical location, as long as it could pay for itself early on.
2: Yeah, but,
0: um, I don't think I'd want to do it solo. You know what I mean? Quite honestly, but who knows? That's the idea. Just be a mini, mini you, you know, follow it, following in dad's footsteps over here. (laughs) I'll
2: I'll tell you that it's definitely a symbiosis, the the retail and the online where you get so much more product brought to you because you have the retail. You don't, I don't really go shopping anymore. It just comes to me and you are able to sell certain products more quickly and at a higher price in the retail. So like mini figs and sets I don't put online cuz I can mm. sell them more quickly and for more money in the retail store. Right. So it's it's they they work well together. I don't know even at the size my online store is now, I don't know that either of them would be as successful on their own. Like the the retail store is no way that could that could stand on its own. You need to do right either the online or like the the birthday parties. Right. And like after 2020, I'm glad I stuck with the retail and online and not with like retail and birthday parties. Yeah. Because like I would not have wanted to, I would have not have wanted to launch an online store in, in the midst of all this. I'm so happy that I have like an established online store going mm-hmm. into everyone's staying home and buying online definitely helped out um i i I feebly tried to get my uh retail inventory online but by the time it was kind of taking form the stores are all open again yeah oh well yeah and i don't want to have to ship boxes yeah which is a dumb problem but i just don't want to have
0: to do it i don't feel like shipping boxes either like sealed sets, I don't yeah. feel like doing it. I mean, I've done it. You know, I'll I'll go to eBay. I mean, I sold the Ghostbusters Firehouse in May. It was right before the thing accelerated, <laughs> or the the Firehouse, the Firehouse Firehouse Headquarters. I think I sold yeah. it in like May or July on uh, or May or June in uh, on eBay, and then basically a couple months later, it was like a couple hundred bucks more. It's crazy, but um, yeah, selling sets. It's but I just didn't feel like parting it out. I only had one. You know, what am
2: yeah, I gonna do? that's a, a great way to get rid of that stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't, I would never really recommend that anyone in this day and age open a retail store. Yeah. I right. Pandemic or not, I just don't see them getting any better as time goes on. I think that retail is only going to get worse over time but I don't know. I'm not an industry expert. Apparently malls have
1: have... openings, right, Chris?
2: Yeah. Malls have lots of openings.
0: (laughs) I mean, I agree with you on that whole thing, but I also believe that there's an opportunity. If you're in a vibrant area and there is nothing of the sort from an independent or any inkling of that franchise that they have so many about that sell very, very high. Um, unbelievably high i don't know how they get away with it um (laughs) yeah you 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 don't need that franchise
2: that's not the brand lego's the
0: brand no but i'm saying you know you know the franchise i'm talking about i know the franchise
2: yeah the one that requires you to pay rent
0: yeah i mean if that franchise was to pop up anywhere in 20 mile radius of you you would absolutely crush them so i don't like i don't understand how that model works anyway
2: would i that's the thing i don't know like if they open near me, I don't, it could go either way. Yeah. I'm not so confident but, that like I, I could uh, hold my own if, if a, a franchise like that popped up with their, their advertising budget. Yeah. My budget is zero. I don't advertise.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think, I, th- I think it would cause you to step your game up a little bit. <clears throat> All the stuff that, you know, you're up at night. You're like, Hey, I could do better. I could do better. I think, you know, competition in that kind of form, and especially for uh, you know entrepreneurial spirits, you're gonna you, you you know you're gonna put your foot on the gas pedal a little bit more. You might actually yeah. get a couple of hours less hours of sleep a night or something like that. You know what I mean? So I
2: would have to figure something out, and that would be the motivator to figure it out. Yeah. Um. Well, I I just don't. I'm mean, I out on. I I never never been to one. I guess. And I've never. Okay. Um,
0: I'd like to dabble with it uh getting involved in something like that up here in the future i don't know if you know it like you know the area is vibrant i'm sure you've been up here yeah yeah and it's the way that i see it too is like an independent or like even like a bricks the franchise um an independent there's a lot of opportunity there you know better than the both of us here but it's kind of like a cash for gold model a little bit you know it's it's Like the way that I see it, it's like okay, um, people have this stuff. You know, everyone that I always talk to that knows that I have some sort of a vested interest in Lego, they always say, "Oh man, I just I just sold a bunch of it or gave a bunch of it away and this, that, and the other thing." But so many collections out there that I would love to uncover some of them. Where I do
2: that, I do that all the time.
0: Yeah, Um, you're uncovering things. It's probably a much more interesting thing than then people realize I
2: I wonder what the saturation rate is for like my area where how many collections can get traded in before there's really no unwanted collections out there, or I guess kids are always falling out of it. So there's always new unwanted collections being uh, put on the chopping block. I guess, I guess that happens too right now. I'm just content with, I feel that the people in my area know I'm there and I've got regulars that come in we're open on weekends so every weekend I see like the same people and they spend the same amount of money every mm. weekend every other weekend and if I have a certain level of income over each weekend that's all I want yeah I'm I'm not pushing it to be some huge thing right. I'm I'm really using it to fuel the online store. Mm-hmm. And uh, it depends what you want out of it. If you're into the, the retail aspect and, and the talking to people and stocking shelves then uh, more power to you. But uh, I was never, I, was, I never yeah. set, uh, set out to have a retail store. I just moved into a warehouse that happened to have a retail store in the front of it.
0: Uh, and okay. uh,
2: gotcha. I got desperate. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I took a job. I didn't want to be there and I, uh, I opened a retail store instead.
0: Right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I just, I like the idea because it would give me a different insight on the, on what I'm doing here. You know what I mean? And just kind of yeah. broaden it. Cause I mean, as it is, you know, we were talking about it earlier about how do you, how do you, how are you so efficient in parting things out or, or going through used? I've bought used in the past. And it's just sitting in the closet because I have no good way. Or, you know, if you look at my store and you look at the used, uh, it's only the easy stuff. So like the (laughs) so it's like bricks and plates. You know what I mean? And then you know, I just kind uh, of it's. I don't think
2: it's something people can really do alone. I think it takes a team of people because I have I have three dedicated people to um, to sorting the use that comes in where they all have their, and I could use a lot more, but they all have their sector of the used. So nobody has to wrap their head around the, the whole of, of used. Right. Everyone has their designated job when it comes to processing this bulk. And I I mean, I'm a big part of it too. And uh, working it, yeah, I don't, I don't think
0: segmented it's... It's segmented by category, right? So you have a guy that's doing like bricks and plates, you got a guy doing like modified this and that, and then you got a guy doing yeah, like...
2: and I'd yeah. love to have a lot more people because I, I don't sort all of it. I sort... I don't even know what percentage. I sort maybe 70% of it, and then 30% of it gets resold off by weight. But that percentage keeps going down because I keep pulling out more and more different lots Each time I go through a a bulk bin where it's like, all right, we're going to start pulling these now. We're going to start pulling these now. And eventually it'll be all of it. But that's that's a lot of space, not just for storage, but for the sorting process. Hmm. You need a lot of space just to to make that happen, because you're not if you had one bulk bin and you wanted to process all that, that's fine. You can sort it all the way out and upload it. And then it's, it's kind of, it, it, it explodes and then it comes back into the drawers and it's, it's away. But right. if you constantly, if you, every weekend you have another hundred pounds or so coming into the store, then there's, there's no point at which it it explodes and then it contracts. It it's always exploded. And you keep adding more everywhere. So that's the kind of thing where you are, for efficiency's sake, you're sorting out different categories, and then you're leaving them there. You're not sorting them any further. You're not putting them away. You're saying, I, I've got, I don't have anything around here. I got a big bin of just slopes, curved slopes, wedges, and curved wedges, whatever. Anything that kind of looks like a slope. Some windscreens. It's all in there. And I'm not even going to consider that bin until it's like 60 pounds. And then we'll go through it and sort it further. But that bin or two bins has to live somewhere for the time Mm. being while it's being added up. I'm also doing that with pretty much all Technic across the board now. Even pins and axles and all all the cheap stuff. If you go through enough bulk, you get enough of them that it's worth it. Right. Like when I upload the the little half bushings next mm-hmm. time or the first time I'm going to upload used ones, it's going to be like three thousand of them or more.
1: Well, wow. okay. And so, how do you, how do you count them? Do you use a scale counter or are you?
2: No, for for used I don't usually scale count because it it helps if you if you you hand count it because you're, you're also checking for knockoff right. ones and you're checking for quality. Like you're not going to notice the ones that are chewed on that somehow made it through several people already. Uh, you're not going to notice them if you're scale counting it. So a lot of that stuff, I hand count, which I don't know if that's efficient or not, but uh, you want as many eyes on it as possible when you're uploading used. Parts. You're doing
1: it more for a quality check than you yeah accuracy check
2: yeah well and 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 with that the the best part about used is like even if you miscount like there's more coming in every day yeah like oh I I, I said I had two more of these and I thought I did well there's a hundred more over here that are going towards the next round of that upload let me grab two from there so we're never really short on anything because we can always find it
0: I can't wrap my head around used for myself. I'd like to at some point, but I think just get
2: get 20 of those big old paint buckets and divide the entire parts catalog into 20 different categories, 20 different Mm -hmm. families and just start throwing them into those buckets by the families. And then don't even think about a bucket until it's full. And then sort of again, 20 ways.
0: Okay. Huh? That's, that's, wow that actually
1: helps my bottleneck my bottleneck is uploading actually like i i i can get through the process of sorting and then resorting and and then when it comes time to uploading it's like that that's the part that like i it just slows down right like it's count counting them all counting like sorting them down to the color colored lot and then counting each one up and then finding the drawer you know right now i'm just adding them to drawers because they're all you know all these used things are new lots for me but um yeah i also have to go check my like i used to have used in bags so now i have to go like check the bag make sure i don't have uh you know parts for that so uh, that part for me needs to become more efficient
2: uh I would say um, don't don't be scared to um, to sell something in in a way that wasn't your original intention. like if your intention is to fully sort and list everything, don't rule out the idea of I don't want to say outsourcing, but just getting rid of something in in some way. Whether it's uh, sending like sending it off to somebody else to sell for you or selling it by weight or making some kind of partnership with somebody who's better at that kind of part than you. Like if you know a brick link seller who specializes in technic, for example, and you just you don't even want to deal with it right now or at all. and you, you yeah. bulk sell all your technic to them just to get some cash in for you let them do the thing they're good at. Let you do the thing you're good at. Mm. Even if it's temporary and then you wind up doing it all yourself later. Don't be afraid to, to, um, break the seal of, I don't have to do everything. I don't have to, I don't have to completely run like the biggest brickling store possible right now, mm. at least. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have no intentions. Do you of that guys.
2: Story. Yeah. Do you guys feel like you're, you're chasing the, best lap record ghost like I am where I, I don't want to cut corners because I feel like I'm falling behind where I could be in some fictitious world where sleeping and eating and going home wasn't a thing.
1: No, <laughs> definitely not in terms of a hobby store. No, definitely not. Um, I, I think what I do chase is the end of the month upload numbers so like in my spreadsheet and if you've seen my youtube channel you you know what my spreadsheet looks like but my spreadsheet i i i keep track of everything i upload so after i upload i take take the number of numbers at the bottom of uh brickstock file the the number of items and then um in bricklink i i'll get the number of lots that are ready to be um notified out to the to users and i track both of those so I'm tracking the number of new parts I'm adding and the number of new lots I'm adding in my store. and So, like, I keep track of that month by month to see how, how I'm doing. And so that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing to try to get the highest number of parts in a month. Um, And, yeah, it's hard.
0: For me, at least, it is. Um, my thing is a little bit different. I'm not, like... I'm not super meticulous. Like, I don't care how many parts of this, you know, like you see it again. I mean, I always refer back to these social media things and the YouTubes where it's like, you know, the guys lately, they've been really, you know, they put out their monthly numbers and whatnot. And it's like, I think sometimes a little bit too much is too much. Like I think too much information. I, I've, I have a firm belief. And this is, you know, what I tell guys that I manage. I mean, I manage sales professionals and I, I don't like to inundate them with too much of this numbers stuff because you get into the weeds. I'm a firm believer of less is more. Um, I think that a good way to actually track the metric of your store is on a monthly basis is to look through your monthly fee to BrickLink. That basically you can reverse that number and figure out what your sales are for that month. And obviously all your other record keeping that you do normally, you know, income versus expenses and all of your accounting. To answer your question about the the lap, running the lap, I mean, I guess it depends on what your goals are. I mean, my goal is to basically exceed previous year. I didn't really work as hard as I did last year than I, that I did this year. Um, and the, and the backlog of parting out is growing. So if you're going to remember a time when you would say, Hey, listen, I've got five of these and I'm going to just try to keep accumulating them to get to 10. That's kind of where I'm at because for a while I was like, get two sets, throw it in there, get two sets, throw it in there. Oh, I got five this time. Okay. Throw it in there. I just recently gotten to the point of, all right, let's try a couple big boys. You know what you were talking about with the Barracuda Bay. Um, let's, let's see what that tastes like. You know, I'm, I'm still in like the tasting, like, you know, I just I'm in the tasting phase and I'm kind of just uh, I'm not like, I'm a numbers guy by career, but I'm for this. I don't really see it as a hobby. I don't really see it as like a business venture. I see it as like a, it's like a learning experience. And what I'm learning is that it is scalable. And I'm also learning that it's a lot of work, dude. A lot of people, (laughs) a lot of people peddling this BrickLink life on the internet. They're not telling you how much work it is and how much time it is. You know, there's all this glory of the hunt, you know, like my wife, just like a lot of people love finding that pair of pants on clearance and, you know, walking out with a $5 pair of pants that is not $5 on any normal day. So, I mean, that's the hunt for everybody, I think. And then the hauls and all of these things that draw in an audience. But I think when it comes down to putting your hands on it and doing the the task and chasing the ghost, um, I'm 100% trying to chase after that ghost. But I'm not chasing it in a numbers way i'm chasing it as is this thing scalable where i can possibly do this thing full time at some point and what does it take to do that all roads lead to money unfortunately um and time yep Uh, that is the big secret in all of this lego is always going to have stuff going on clearance there's always going to be new They're always going to be the number one toy company on the planet. The community is always going to grow. The social network is always going to feed every single day. You know, we've been on this call for like an hour or two. There was probably about, you know, thousands of new fans that they didn't know anything about Lego yesterday. Like I said, I mean, I got into it because of uh, my kid. I had a kid, four years old. We went down to the Lego store I thought it was a good idea. You know, I never had Lego as a kid. I was like, hey, let's do it. Now I have pieces all over my house, and I have no idea. I'm trying to come up with some sort of a way to organize it. I landed on BrickLink. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And then I landed on it on YouTube, and then I started buying, and my wife is looking at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to just try something. And look, it's just month after month, just like anything in sales, I'm chasing after beating last month. And I'm chasing after doing better, you know, year over year, right? They all, you know, it's always called year over year, or whatever it is, year to date, and all of this. I don't get too crazy on it because you know how much you sold by how much you're paying for the fee. You know, you just reverse it. It's three percent. It doesn't the, the
2: the real chase? The real chase is when you um you make top sixty or you don't make top sixty every month. Oh and, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, it's. Uh, it's interesting when you you look at that I'm so happy you brought that up because there are some very very small stores that are hitting that top 50 or like something by sales volume and you know which ones I'm talking about because you know when I look at it I'm like "What, what what happened here and then I realized that it was probably the hot minifigure of the month and I don't know where these guys are getting 130 baby Yodas bro like where are these things coming from? <laughs>
2: like, that's, where, like, where do if you, that you could answer said? that question, you you wouldn't publicly. That's the, yeah. if you knew the answer to that, you wouldn't say it. <laughs> that's Plus, that's the uh, the secret there. Yeah, some idiot. of it's like a, like a a, a f- either like a, a fluke thing that they're able to repeat uh, with like a different figure or a different set. And that's the thing. It's not based on any sort of profit or any sort of number of items sold. It's purely your gross sales. So yeah. if, you, if you're if you on BrickLink and you sell box sets, it takes a hell of a lot fewer box sets sold yeah. to reach top 60 than it does individual pieces. Just because, like, a car dealership sells a car and they paid for their employees for that day. Yeah. Uh You sell uh, you sell a Lego car. You didn't do that,
0: (laughs) bro. I have a lot of unanswered questions, you know, like I'm not the smartest person, (laughs) but I'm definitely not like the dumbest person. And there are some things that are like I'm like a deer in headlights when I see this stuff. I'm like, how did this happen? You know, like day one of the Baby Yoda, some dudes got like 180 of them. Then I got a buddy in California. Like my network is much smaller than yours because you've been in it for so long. And you've had so much exposure. Whereas me, I mean, I've got a couple contacts here, a couple contacts there. I ask him a question. They're like, you know, I'm like, how did you come up into 15 of these Baby Yodas on day three? And he's like, oh, I bought them from this guy. And I'm like, well, this guy get 216 of them on day one.
1: Here's oh. a looks like there was a transaction last month for
0: 800 at seven dollars a piece bro that's what i'm that's what I'm saying is it's like there is so <laughs> what I know for sure is that it's scalable. I'm just trying to figure out how do i I'm not trying to be in the same lane, like kind of like what you were saying, thinking outside of the box. I'm trying to come up with a way where I could make it on one minifigure too you know what i mean like hey there's an opportunity where i have one minifigure and this is the one and i see it all the time i see it all the time like the guy in canada you you know exactly who i'm talking about uh guy in canada he has no parts he's got minifigures and he ends up on the it's it's like what in the world what what am i doing like what am i missing you know what i mean like there's something i'm missing or the guys in Germany. What's up with these Germany dudes? With, the,
2: with I, That's the thing. If you look at the top 10, it's like 8 to 9 of them are Europe, and then 1 to 2 of them are US. And the one US is in, is in the Netherlands, and the other US yeah. is Brick Vibe. Right. And then if you go to the 11 through 60, um, it's kind of more balanced there across the world, but it's still pretty heavy on Europe and it's, it's not like I, it's not like I could tell you if you get over this much in fees, you're on a top 60 because it's every month it's different. You could, you could have a personal best month and not make top 60, but you like three months lower than that. You are on top 60 because it's, it's always fluctuating probably heavy on that, like hot minifigure of the month. But yeah. if, if you want a rough estimate, you have to hit at least six hundred dollars in fees to make top sixty, okay okay. I couldn't tell you what that number needs to be for top ten right um a lot higher, I'm sure but yeah. i um uh, I just hate when when I have like what I think is a really good month and then I don't hit top sixty. I'm like, right. oh come on this was this was the one like uh was it um May, June, July, August were my one, two, three, and four in a descending order, best month. And then September and October was like 11 and 12. So that dropped off. But then uh, oc- whatever, the October, um, back those months up or whatever, October was back up at fifth. So I dropped down for two months and I went back up. Um, and the, the tricky part about fees is it's not... I don't think it's the previous month. It's like the month before that. Cause you, you, you accrue the fees and then you have a month to pay them. And then you have like a month of like displaying who was on the top 60. So it's, it's in the past. So it's not, um, you don't get to see that right away. Um, But I, I feel like I'll do good, do better than I have done. And then and then I won't make top sixty and I'll be like, come on guys <laughs> let me back in I- i'm I'm in top sixty like every other every third month it's it's i'm I'm right on the edge I'm definitely low in the sixty <laughs> I'd like or to I guess hit high it high in the sixty
0: eye. i don't think I don't think I ever will I don't think I'm ever that I don't think I ever will because I mean look i think i think I think i started i started in twenty eighteen like may of twenty eighteen And there are there's a handful of stores that I follow like kind of closely to kind of just try to model because like you always need like a role model. Right. So it's like I've got a few that I kind of try to keep tabs on and it's just like what you were saying with the pace car. I'm just getting outpaced like some of these big stores. I don't know, man. They're absolutely crushing. And it's like I don't think they need to upload for like a month, and I think they're going to do all right. Uh, you know the big B bricks guy. That guy's he's killing it. I don't know. You know he must have gone into it with the plan and has just been carefully executing this plan. Oh
2: yeah, I I know him. He's he's yeah. also local to us. He um, yeah he uh he definitely does. He 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 came up with a plan. He, yeah. he tells me that he. He wanted to come up with a plan that wasn't just like what I was doing. He wanted right. to and to not like step on anybody's toes. He right. wanted to come up with his own plan of how to how to grow a big brickling store right. and he's been following through with that for years and this month he is on he's on top 60. I'm not. He is this month.
0: He's been um, consistent once he hit it. I think once he hit it earlier this year, he's been kind of consistent each month.
2: Almost every month, yeah, he's been yeah. on there. So I check maybe. it because I want to see myself on there. But
0: I—I right. I mean, I think I saw you on there last month. You're on there, yeah.
2: I mean, last you pop- month, which would have been for like two months ago, sales.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're consistent enough. Um, but again, I mean, like, what do you recommend for like a? What do you recommend for like a guy? like of my size what's the what's what's a good strategic move to kind of focus the laser into growth
2: um i would i would try something with uh bulk selling off the parts that aren't proving themselves to to monetize those and then it's kind of like the uh, the inverse of the the stores that buy the good lots out of your store to put in their own store. It's it's instead of discounting and winding up selling those parts to those other stores, you should try uh, picking out the parts that they would never buy from your store, uh, and then getting rid of those one way or another, in order to keep putting in more part outs or more good parts. I don't say I'm not saying you necessarily have to. Uh, focus by the good parts in lieu of doing part outs on sets, but um, maybe part out sets and predetermine which parts you don't want to keep. So you don't even wind up putting them away. You just sell them off by weight or something somewhere.
0: That's interesting. Hmm. I mean, I find it as it is like scouring and pricing. I find that so time consuming as it is when you're, when Oh I, you yeah,
2: I, I could never, I don't, I don't do that either. Like a lot of people talk about how they, um, they, they custom price certain lots in their store. They, uh, they reprice things. I just, I put it in there lately. I've been blanket increasing the price of my parts because I can, but I, right. I, I don't, I would never take the time to, uh, to look at what else is on the market for a certain lot and then adjust my price based on what else is out there. That's, I don't yeah. think the time you'd spend doing that is going to help, especially isn't where it, the, the that, that price and availability changes like hour by hour anyway.
1: Yeah, Isn't that what, what you do when you like set your, like readjust your prices to six month average? So like, Sounds... Well,
2: I don't. So I don't readjust them to average because the average is always falling, and no, I don't no, want.
1: No, you know what I mean? Like, like, why scour and look at like Bricklink for a specific lot? Why not just download everything and set it again to whatever
0: your your pricing strategy
1: is all at once, and then update? I'm kind
0: of like a. I'm like a lot by lot. I have two lists. I have one is like cornerstone parts, and one is moderately cornerstone parts. And I kind of try to play off that list. I keep a file, like a brick stock file, kind of like like a wanted list, right? Like you go through and you find oh, these parts are absolutely on fire. I can't keep them in my store at any price. Um, you know that kind of thing. I try to keep a couple logs of that. But I also I've got this I've got this very very sick habit where it's when something sells, I check to see if I'm like, why did they buy it from me? <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like, why would they buy it from me? Is it because my price is too low? Um, and that leads you down to a rabbit hole where now you've gotten taken off task for forty-five minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's a sick rabbit hole, man. It's the worst. Yeah, I don't. There's
2: there's times where I'll see something selling a lot, and I. I'm kind of removed from the orders. I don't. I I pull the order. I pull some of the orders nowadays because there's just so many, and like the kids don't come in often enough to get them all pulled. So I have to wind up pulling some of them. But when like during the summer when the kids were working more pulling orders, I didn't pull any orders for like two months. Um. So I don't get that hands-on experience with seeing exactly what's selling. I'm just presented with like a bagged sack of parts right, with the, the order number written on it, and I just ship them out. But oh, yeah. when I do pull orders, I, I see these trends. Like I see that six orders in a row all ordered some of this lot. That's cool. Um, should I increase prices on some things? Maybe. I've been doing a lot of Bionicle parts through fulfillment, and I oh. have increase the prices several times on those. Cause they just same day gone. Yeah.
0: You put them in there and they're gone. Yep. Yeah.
2: So I have to, I have to increase the prices because if they're going to sell that fast, either I'm too cheap or I could you be making it. more. It's yeah. not right. And it's not, it's not that I'm necessarily too cheap on them.
0: It's that I could be making more on them.
2: Well, so I mean,
0: I, I mean, I, I talked about it before, but I mean, a a store of your size, and especially if you were swamped on orders, I mean, you could pretty much raise your pricing. You know what I mean? Like price isn't necessarily a defining factor for a store of your size. And that's just my belief. You know what I mean? Have you ever played around with syncing your inventory to like brick owl? Is that something that you've ever done?
2: I'm like the only one who never gave that any time of day. I,
0: I is there a reason why?
2: It's there's a few reasons. The one is I just I always wanted to stick with the bigger, the bigger site, and now it's owned by Lego, so I kind of mm-hmm. definitely want to stick with the bigger site, right? And some of the big european stores don't give brick owl a second thought and if they're not giving it a thought then why should i give it a thought yeah i i could be doing it a lot of other stores are doing it i just i know when they first launched i jumped on it and i grabbed my store name because they were doing some kind of like desperation launch move where it's like you sign up right now you don't pay fees forever or for a year or something crazy like that really and i grabbed my store name but i i, yeah. I, I don't know if they purge stuff on there but i'm sure like either i i could somehow log in and it's like yep you still have it or it's it's voided by now but i did go on there when it first launched and i'd never been back
0: um, I'm curious to go down that road because you, you know I I come from the same camp as you where it's like it's hard to take uh, it's hard to take it seriously you know what I mean like at first and not only that is like when you're so much you know when you spend a lot of time on Bricklink and then you go and try to dabble around on Brick Owl it's very confusing like I'm f- f- extremely confused uh, on how it works and all that stuff but have you more- checked out Bricklink XP. I have. I have. That worries me a little bit because there's certain things that I use Brickling for when I'm in like research mode that I hope never go away because you're able to read it kind of like the stock market. You know what I mean? You're, you know, as a seller and as someone, as even like a buyer that has a question of what is the market value of this particular part there's a lot of powerful information there and they have it listed in a way where it's easy to research what you're trying to research once you figure it out. That's my fear that it gets taken away. But I mean, you know, I don't know if necessarily Brick Owl has that functionality. I don't know if there's people that use Brick Owl and they don't use BrickLink. I mean, I doubt that, but I'm curious just to kind of fulfill my own curiosities. And I was also under the impression that you didn't do any of that brick all stuff, which is why I wanted to ask, you know, why you didn't, I mean, it makes sense, but I think there's just a lot of info and a lot of data that could find. I mean, do you Ralph? Yeah, I do it. Yep. What is your, what is your, what is your thousand foot overlook? How would you wrap it up to someone that would be interested in dabbling?
1: I think the big the big thing is uh pick a syncing tool that uh you're comfortable with. Like there's three different ones out there right now. There's Brick Sync, there's Brick Packer, and now there's this new one called Brick Freedom, which um there's a there's a few different uh YouTube yeah. uh brick that are are doing it. Um I I've I went with Brick Packer early on. It was Brick Packer or Brick Sync. Uh, BrickSync is a, um, tool that you run on your own personal computer. It's free. Uh, however, it's not maintained very well. Um, it's like sort of not supported. So, like things like, like BrickStock. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, things like adding new colors and colored name changes, uh, you know, mm-hmm. become a really big headache in, in BrickSync. Um, and you have to run it on your own computer and your computer needs to be up and running all the all of the time so that like when an order comes in at that second it it can go and run the api yeah. api calls to the other site to take that inventory out so i like brickpacker um it's it's not free it, it they do charge a 1% fee on all your orders um however they're running that they're running those those services on their servers so sure. so if you're going to do that like one percent of your fees versus yet yeah, my size versus running the electricity of my computer the whole time right um it's probably a wash at that at that point um plus i don't have to worry about you know making sure my computer's up all the time and did i have it synced up right i just upload I upload the brick link, I upload the brick out, and then I go to brick packer and, uh, run, run the syncing scripts to sync the two things. So it's a little extra work, but otherwise it, it's, it works pretty well. Now, the other thing that you have to consider with brick packer is it runs a, it runs every 15 minutes to check your orders. So there is a 15 minute window potentially a 15 minute window when an order comes in to the time it sinks that another order could come in and you wouldn't want to do that in my
0: size. Right. Exactly. Right. But I mean, here's the thing though, Chris, is the reason why I brought it up is, you know, you know, one of the big guys, uh, what is it? Constructibles. He's running on both. And that guy's got to be doing doing an uh, unbelievable amount of business. Um, and he's getting away with it somehow. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't so know. I, I I
2: think Constructibles has their own software that they're running with it because yeah. they they've um they've always been ahead of the curve with um so constructibles uh wrote their own auto checkout years before BrickLink had auto checkout. Oh, so really? for, for years constructibles had like a you place an order and then it like forwards you and you can pay right there. And everyone was uh, like, oh, how did you do that? And we're like, We code things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we know. We're we're yeah. not just Lego fans.
0: Okay, so they've got their own. They've got they, their own. They've,
2: had, they've been ahead of it for a while, so I'm sure they have their own shit running for for syncing those.
1: Yeah. I've been, you know, around, uh, I've been thinking about writing my own syncing thing too, so I could get around the one percent. But guy.
0: you're a computer guy, right, Ralph?
1: I'm like... a I'm a I'm a Older developer, okay. older developer. So, like, I'm I'm not in the day to day
0: programming, yep. but you know, yeah, I know how to how to script some things, I guess. So, one other thing before I forget too is yesterday I was poking around uh, my what do you call it your favorite stores list or whatever. Mm-hmm. I only really keep guys on there that I just I would never buy from, but I. I'm just kind of just, I don't know, creeping on them. And if you remember, there was a store called Brick to the Future out in California. When they had all this it was like very graphical with their splash. Do you know what I'm talking about, Chris? Brick to the future.
2: Don't know if I know that one.
0: Brick to the future. And they were running crazy they did like i don't know 1500 orders in a very short amount of time and apparently they had staff you could look them up on instagram and then now they're they're shut down since like june of this month or june of this year and it was for non-ship seller too many non-ship sellers yeah so
2: you get three if you get three at three open ones, three open cases, then you get shut down. Yeah. Um, I hit two like a month ago, and I was like, I got I to gotta settle one of these because that's <laughs> way too close
0: to three. <laughs> um, how does How does a store of that size that is pumping out that much, how do they sleep on that where they're now kicked off? I mean, I'm sure they pop up again somewhere under a different name, right? But how does that happen? Um, is it just pure neglect, or are they like running a scam? Like, what in the world is going on here? Uh, I I don't know the
2: real answer, but yeah. um, there's uh, there's a number of ways you could wind up like that. Uh, because there there's there's another interesting store. I don't know if you lived through the House of Logos era. Uh, uh-uh. but there's a store. Uh. What country was it in? But it was a store called House of Logos might have been in the U.S. And I'm—I don't know what they were doing, but they had an incredibly unscalable model that they took to such heights that they were just doomed to crash and burn. Mm-hmm. And it was like a—they virtually list everything imaginable. Oof. And then they deal with how they're going to fulfill that oh. when somebody buys it.
0: So they're like drop shippers, like a huge store that I, has I, nothing I don't know
2: it. that they were drop shipping because I feel like they were still trying to source it and bring it in house and then fulfill those orders based on what was called for by their buyers.
1: First thing so they, weren't, come to mind they weren't, they weren't money and, and, and sending it
2: to the buyer. They were like, all right, this is what people want. How are we going to get it? Right. It's it's a way of going about things, but they really need to plan that out better. And they yeah. they uh they went down with like three digits worth of negatives and and like all these <laughs> oh, non-shipping sellers and they and they got like permanently banned from the site. Um oh, triple digits, man. That's a that's an interesting case. There's also um one of my favorite cases is there's a store in Poland. I want to say that is essentially uh, a, I guess a kind of a drop shipper from uh, Lego bricks and pieces online, mm-hmm. which I think comes out of Poland. So they they just kind of mirror what's available on bricks and pieces, on Bricklink at a higher price. And all their terms are completely laid out like, look, you ain't getting this shit for a month if you order from us. So that's what you're signing up for. And then you place an order with them. They ordered from Bricks and Pieces,
0: and then they have it sent to you. Now, wouldn't Bricks and Pieces end up shutting that account down? Like, I know there's been a lot of talk in that. Like, are you you able to buy from Lego? No.
2: Yeah, so. Not since uh, 2013, 2014, somewhere around there.
0: What about like if you go into the KOP store?
2: Are you getting oh, no issue out? at all? Like I'm just another yeah. buyer there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my I, VIP card still works. Although I never signed up for that online VIP. So who knows? I don't need to go shopping anymore. All Lego comes to me.
0: All right. All right. Hey, you know, balling out of control. But uh, <laughs> I, so why wouldn't so 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 bricks and pieces will will shut shut you down or how did you get shut down what's the story I, like, I
2: got the... shut down for buying too high of quantities of clearance sets from the Shop at Home site It was Galaxy Squad that did me in
0: Wow and they just
2: If you I mean, if, I was... there's there's flags you raise if you if you order too many of something flags go up and and it's I haven't been able to buy from Shop at Home since but I don't care cuz I don't really feel like I'm missing out on anything and if right. I ever go to the Lego store, the only thing I'm ever concerned with is what's on the pick a brick wall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's stories. Cause I remember I I was at the KOP store and I had, I had asked if they had known about you and they're like, <laughs> yeah, I remember this guy would come in and just clean the, clean the wall out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard that one, but yeah. I know that the they,
2: wall. they actually send a lot of people to my store to the, the warmest of brick shop from KOP. Yeah, because if people come in there looking for stuff that they don't offer there, they just send them to me, which is completely unnecessary, but very welcomed.
0: Great guys out there. They moved uh, They moved their location in that mall to a nicer area, the KOP yeah, location.
2: Yeah, I haven't been to the new one. I mean, I, I really haven't been to a Lego store since I opened my store. But right. uh, I know that the, the old KOP location flooded like two or three times since they opened. Yeah. So that's just you, you want to leave that pad in the mall. Yeah.
1: So what do you think? Two hours in, how do we how do we wrap this show up?
0: Um, I, can talk I can talk forever. It's 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 a problem of mine, <laughs> basically.
2: So we do well. Then we'll have to have Todd back on more shows. Um, we don't always talk about business because half of the half of the crew here hates business the other half loves <laughs> business so we kind of pendulum the show
0: how how does this work here what is this what is this thing all about because obviously this is your channel right so would that make ralph a co-host are you a co-host what is going on here i'm trying to figure think, out what, what in the world this whole thing is right here
2: i anybody who's on the show i i consider a co-host Okay. Um at, the only people I guess that wouldn't be co-hosts are like if we are like when we interviewed uh Clint from Providence Brick Exchange he's got no real intention of of coming back on the show with any regularity mm-hmm. so I consider that a guest okay but anyone who uh ha- has the intention of coming back more than once I guess is a co-host
1: yeah, and you get co-host benefits like a uh, cut kind of the revenue from YouTube. Huh. Um, what revenue? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, de- I'm protect, definitely making way. nothing at
2: this point. I took, that. <laughs> I took down all my Swoop videos. I privatized the Swoop videos, and those ones are the ones that
0: make me the money. All yeah, right, on that future terrible future disappointment. Virtual, but I mean, I could see. You know, it really shows. It really shows the sensitivity of the public. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing about scalping and all this nonsense—it's like, come on, bro, get it together. You know what I mean? Like, come on. It's Where's scalping. Paul
1: to get us out of here? Paul ain't here, man.
0: Ralph's trying to get that f up out of here.
1: Hey, it's almost midnight here,
0: guys. Oh, is it? We're we're all oh, yeah, not that far away from each other. <laughs> um,
2: we don't have any uh two standard time.
0: <laughs> so just a couple of things one is i was playing a lego game on mobile just kind of tinkering around you know when i'm you know so we actually had a podcast or we kind of still do i guess based on that game a lot of the guys are just like gamer guys so it's like i was learning how to do like obs and stuff and i tried to launch a little bit of a youtube channel i just don't have the stomach for it you know what i mean where i have you know but I would love to get involved in something where it's just kind of like long form conversation and just kind of like, uh, whatever. So anytime you guys want me on, man, I'm cool with it. You You have arrived.
2: That's what this is.
0: Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Like, you know, thanks for rolling out the old red carpet, you know, making me feel like, uh, picked first for the dodgeball team. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. (laughs) The, um, We'll see how you get along with the rest of the crew Uh, whenever they show up. Uh, If you've been watching with any regularity, um, there's no regularity here. Yeah. Yeah. People show up, people don't show up, whatever. I still got to put on one of these every week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, if you if if you look me up on the YouTube, I don't know if you did any research on me prior to you know. I, I didn't. Kind
2: of it was a hundred percent gamble. I told Ralph, I'm like, we're gonna have this guy Todd in here. I don't know. He could be a wacko. We'll just <laughs> we'll invite him in. You show up. You start. You start buttering me up, and then we have a good show.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, so if if you ever get that bored, uh, we have a uh, podcast thing called. Uh, it's called Brickdown, and it's based mostly about a video game. And then on my own channel, I started to try to see if I could do stuff. So you're going to see some bad stuff when you look at uh, Bricksburg. But I did, give a, a, I did give away a Bespin dual set, um, and I have a moderately kind of decent little Patreon thing going on because I wanted to start up like a subscription service right so if you get 4 people and they're paying 25 bucks I'm raffling off like a 100 dollar set or something like that I don't have the, all the details figured out but it's kind of limping along it's kind of fun and I need to learn about this stuff too because I believe if I don't know anything about internet stuff or like any of this stuff how effective am I going to be as a parent to my kid you know like so uh, I, I want to be able to put my hands on it, you know. Kind of, you know, doesn't have to be anything big, but I'm sure you can understand what I'm thinking. Because again, like you started s- talking, pulling drawer numbers or whatever it is, like your thing. Everyone has to start somewhere. I believe I have to just put my hands on it, and then yeah. possibly, you know, I could turn it into something. I want to be somebody sometime in my life. Find a
2: way to do something differently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I have no idea why people wanted to see what's in a particular drawer, but they did. <laughs>
0: Dude, that's awesome, though. I mean, that's it's phenomenal. I mean, what it is is it shows that uh, you have an engaged community. I don't know if you're – would you say that you're a community today versus your community from, you know, those days? Would you say that it's more engaged today or it was more engaged – in the ask clutch days.
2: Well, if you look at the view count on some of my older videos versus like anything I would have put out now, it was much more engaged back then. Like mm-hmm. I could do, I, I could do a video back then and get like over a thousand views on it. I do that same video now and I'm going to get 39 views on it. Yep. <laughs>
0: Something yep. like
2: that. But I don't. I don't know that I have a community today, and I don't know that I'm trying to have one. It's it, in the end. It's like, do you make the bricklink sales or don't you? And I don't know that YouTube. I, I'd like to know if YouTube truly helps any bricklink store. Can, can they measure that, and is it actually helpful to any bricklink store out there? Of any decent size
0: that's a phenomenal question I would love to know too but I would also like to start being one of the cool kids and make videos too you know what I mean like in the perfect world I would
2: fig- figure out your edge so it's different than everybody else yeah. don't figure.
0: there and why is the problem got no edge I can crack a joke or two maybe sometimes
1: <laughs> So what do you think till next time
0: Damn, Ralph's trying to get that. Ralph,
2: out uh, of uh, here uh, so hard. All right, Ralph.